0: So this is episode, this is my first episode of um, my podcast. I called it Couch to Cue. Um, like the idea behind it is like, if you look up like a, like a how to like run a 5k plan, it'd be like how to run your first 5k, like couch to 5k. So this is like couch to Q, like couch to being like qualified, couch to, you know, talk about track and field, that kind of stuff. Um, so um, today I'm joined by Morgan McDonald and Ali Hoare and maybe... George, um, maybe. But um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, if you don't know and you're listening to this, they are part of the On Athletics Club, which is based out of Boulder. Which are are you guys in Boulder right now? Yeah. Awesome. And then you're racing in LA this weekend, right? I'm pacing. Uh, mm-hmm. George might be pacing, and then we
1: got Joe, who's racing the 5K. Yeah.
0: Right, and that's coming off of pen relays this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So um a little bit of background for the episode today. Um this is kind of what I was just telling you guys. This is for one of my final projects that's like remediating a um research paper we did. We kind of worked on since February kind of. Um and for my topic it was basically about nostalgia and talking about how like the nostalgia of like competing at the Olympics affects Olympians following and like how it affects their mental health after the Olympics um so obviously you two are both olympians um competed at tokyo this past summer um i think first thing i would like want to ask you guys is like how do you feel like coming out of the olympics like obviously like it's a little different just the way like everything kind of panned out but competing to make the olympic team in two years time like do you think the nostalgia of like training and building up to qualify for tokyo this past summer is like fuel is motivation for for what's to come soon
1: um yeah definitely i think particularly the way in which athletes i think with nostalgia affecting mental health regards to the pandemic um it's such a different environment for this for that olympics because it was 2020 um a lot of hype around it and it's a four-year um kind of stint so a lot of athletes spend a lot of their time and focus. Uh, to try and get that four years as prepped as possible to qualify for the Olympics as well as compete. So with the like with the interest of COVID coming in and taking it another year back, that like completely sets off a lot of people's plans and it completely changes a lot of people's plans as well of, of qualifying and, and being able to achieve that dream. And the nostalgia of the Olympics being every four years is kind of that cycle of being able to um, build up, lead to it and compete. Whereas this year, this, this past Olympics, sorry, was very, very different in that fact. So the nostalgia around that was definitely a different feeling because of the way the pandemic had affected everyone's lives, but including sport and such a big global event like that. Um, it was like pretty crazy because I mean, particularly for Morgan and I, it's our first Olympics. So this is like literally what we're taking away from it personally, but a lot of other athletes that we were able to speak to, um, and like the past Olympics that they've um, been to and trying to make this one in Tokyo, uh, it was like a lot harder mentally for them to be able to go for another year, um, to be able to prepare and, and compete for another year. It just it drained them like a lot of people. So it was quite tough, challenging, but then it also helped a lot of others who were either had injury or had setbacks where it gave them extra and more time to be able to qualify and compete. So that was quite a different factor that we kind of experienced, well, I personally experienced, um and yeah like after the olympics it's just the mentality of peaking for such a high event like it's quite hard to to bounce back particularly for track and field because there's a lot of competition afterwards with the olympics where Mm -hmm. most sports usually that's where it ends for the year whereas for us we had a lot of other races and and stuff like that so it's hard to kind of peak and keep continuing uh going particularly after competing in such a high event
0: yeah no i mean definitely i i that's actually like a perfect lead to my next question i was gonna ask um Morgan, I mean, you, have you, you haven't raced since the Olympics, have you?
2: No, no, I was, uh, when I lined up the at the Olympics, I was pretty injured. And so since then it's been all about getting healthy and yeah, I'm hoping to race in the next, like in a month or so, but yeah, it's been a long time in between races for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think watching, like watching your teammates race, like, do you think there's like an aspect of like you kind of feeling nostalgia towards wanting to like go back to a time where you could race, like, you know, you could, you know, I saw you guys run at BU in December. Like, do you think, you know, the nostalgia, like seeing your teammates race and like wishing you could be there with them is like, like, yeah. is that present?
2: Yeah, it's very real, very real, because I think nostalgia is a good way of putting it. I know maybe nostalgia doesn't capture it all, but it definitely captures a lot of the positive memories that I have about this sport. For example, when I think back to my biggest achievements, and the way that I definitely remember them like those best races like it's a ton of nostalgia and talking about the olympics in particular like the reason it's so special is because like for us is because it's been the race that we've been thinking about since we were young kids and every like the whole time it's so you just have so much nostalgia like like you know and then by the time you get there it's kind of crazy because it's obviously gonna be really different to how you imagined it and it was like that for me Uh, but yeah, just generally racing, running a lot of the, what I'm chasing, I suppose is trying to, trying to achieve those moments and of like excellence for me, like those great performances where I have a really good race and I perform really well. And yeah, like when I'm daydreaming or whatever, I'm thinking back to the previous times that's happened and it's, there's a, there's a lot of nostalgia involved in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think a lot of that nostalgia comes, I mean, you both like were very successful at um, Wisconsin. I mean, do you think, do you think, you know, a lot of your nostalgia towards like your success and competition comes from there? George is here. What's up, man? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think the thing is with running and I mean, this is like life in general is that you like the achievements and all that are, are really amazing and they're very motivating, but when you think back to like your best memories like via via the sport, a lot of it is caught up in being a part of a team and we've both, ex- we've all experienced these amazing team environments in college. And for us, it's, it, it's not going to be like the peak of our lives. I mean, maybe it will be, who knows, but, but the, the environment that has been created at universities, you just have so many great memories with so many great people and definitely that's what you look towards in terms of, yeah, this is like some of the best times I've ever had in the sport and you hope to try and be able to, to continually like find that or recreate that, I guess. And yeah, it's very difficult, not in a college yeah. setting.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys seem to be doing a good job of it with, you know, OIC. I saw today, like you're up a team in Europe, you know, it, it's, it definitely seems like it's growing pretty quickly. And I think, you know, like, I think it's one thing a lot of pros will find like in that transition, like not that I have like the experience to talk about it, but like, going from like being on a college team to you know training professionally and like not really having like the the same kind of team support i think is probably something that i mean i guess you guys have kind of found but i'm sure like a lot of pros kind of suffer with that
2: definitely i, I suffered with that a lot before i joined this team and i was on my own so yeah it's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely true
0: mm-hmm. um george i kind of like briefed them a little bit on like the questions i was going to ask but um I was going to ask you, so I don't know how much they filled you in on this, but I'm talking about like nostalgia in terms of competing at the Olympics. And there's like two different sides to it. And um, like I used Michael Phelps as one of my examples, like being like, like so consistently good every four years at the Olympics. Like I added like 28 something medals. Um, he was like kind of like a serial winner when it came to swimming. Um, and I was going to ask you, like being part of like the NAU team that's won, I think like five cross country titles in the last six years. Like, do you think that there's the same kind of like mentality at NAU where it's like, there's like a nostalgia behind winning that drives them like every year to like, to keep chasing NCAA titles? I think there absolutely is. Yeah.
3: I think it's just, it's part of, it becomes ingrained in the culture of a team, not even just the actual act of winning a national title, but the expectation and the preparation, and everyone's mentality. Yeah. Throughout, as soon as the track season's over, it's like, all right, November,
0: seventeenth
3: yeah. November. Like right, we're going to be there as a team, and people have done it before us for the last five years. We're not going to let them like, and if, everyone there knows that everyone from Nau is will be watching and yeah. will be like feeling that nostalgia themselves having run in it a few years ago and i mean even back to i remember my my last season i ran we had uh i don't even know how it how it even came to fruition but the um i think smith somehow got it organized but there was a team from i want to say the 80s like the nau team from the 80s that came runner-up heading sideways they were somehow having a reunion in town or something and, and and they came into locker room to talk with us and it was it was freaking sweet like these, these guys were all in like their 40s and they were talking about just the golden days it was the
1: good Before old days. days it was it was yeah. hilarious
3: they, no, I they, all, they all had lives and they weren't running anymore. i was like all right these are the guys we're representing it was yeah. crazy, and they were they were so cool. And hearing how and in, how invested they still were in the team, even though they they graduated twenty years ago, I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Like, we better we better step it up for because there's there's a
0: team every year like these guys that's still watching. Yeah, so, I mean, that's yeah, that's it, that's that's crazy. I mean, I remember. I think it was, like, seeing something when, like, Nico Young committed to NAU, or I, I think it was Nico Young talking about how, like, he was choosing NAU because, like, he knew the success that they, like, like, it was a team success. It was never about, like, the individual at NAU. Like, it was always about, like, if we're going to win, we're going to win as a team. Like, I mean, like, during the indoor season, they came, at indoor championships, they came, like, third, right, with just three guys racing. Were they third or were they fourth? They had Can't a trophy. I remember. remember. Yeah, it was one of the two. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty sweet. It like the, it just it seems like they've read like such an incredible, um, like mentality of success, and it like it you know just seems to repeat year after year after year, which, pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it defies belief at the moment. I
3: keep thinking at some point that next year's team is not going to be as good,
0: and then it's better. And then you just and, get better.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's never-ending no. cycle right now no I mean that's crazy um, I was asking Ollie and Morgan about their experiences coming off the Olympics but you know I think I could ask you the same questions coming off of um, off of Indoor Worlds um, a few months ago or mm-hmm. about what well, a month and a half ago um, do you think like I mean I guess track is a little different because you know you come off of one major championship and, like the focus shifts pretty quickly to like the next major championship whether it's like indoor season, outdoor season, the Olympics, but like, there's a little, like there, like, there's probably a little time off in between where like, like, do you kind of, like, do you feel like there's a nostalgia towards like, like in the off season, say like, say like in the fall after the Olympics, before like you really start building up, do you think you feel like nostalgia towards a time where like you were chasing a goal, like, so like, so clear in your mind as like a, a world championship or like Olympic medal? That's a good question. I think, I almost
3: think there's less than, less nostalgia than you would think. It seems like you're building up to this big thing and then it happens. And then mm. I think pretty quickly you you can look forward, like you're already looking forward to the next one. Like watching Ollie come off the Olympics last year and Morgan kind of shut down his season after that, but Ollie was focused on on the next races pretty bloody quickly already a new goal and new races to look forward to I I think and I'm speaking for them because I didn't go obviously but I think the nostalgia comes later I'm Mm -hmm. assuming it's -hmm. not one week after the Olympics it's like probably like 10 years after the Olympics (laughs) that's what I'm imagining no that's because pretty quickly you're looking yeah you're right you look to the next championship and the next thing And then maybe down the line you look back and you're like, yeah, that was actually, that was a pretty sweet time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of like the beauty of track is, you know, there's always another goal on the horizon. And it's, you know, it's like, it's one of those sports where like, if you want to have a good season, like the build up to that season starts, you know, years in advance. Um, and like, I'm not saying it doesn't for other sports, but like, you know, I I was explaining, I think before you hopped on, um, about how Michael Phelps suffered pretty severely between Olympic cycles. Um, and I mean, he, he had like, this was like one of the basis points of like my research paper, but like he had checked himself into rehab at one point, I think in 2014. Um, like, you know, he, 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 has been pretty vocal about it since he retired, but um like he, he suffered a lot kind of like in between years. Cause like he wanted to be competing so badly that like, he couldn't separate himself from like, like, there was like the Michael Phelps, the Olympian, and like he couldn't find the Michael Phelps that wasn't Olympian. And, um, I mean, I guess it's a little difficult for you guys to say because like you are pretty much always training and competing. But do you think like being athletes, it's, you know, pretty important for you guys to find like a side of yourselves that isn't strictly focused on training and racing and competing?
1: I think. I think it, it can be hard. I think it's a hard thing for athlete. Oh, thanks. I think it's a hard thing for athletes to be able to like differentiate between like their lives as an athlete and then their lives as a as a person in society. Because yeah. I think the running community is so niche and, and is kind of small in, in some ways. Um, I think and, it
2: depends on who you are.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just the way your mentality is, and yeah, pretty much the way you are. But for for us three, I think it's. I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of myself now. I find it's pretty easy to to take away myself from the athlete and then the person. Um, But I think that also leads into other interests, other passions. And, um, you know, some people might find that challenge being being able to like look for something else in life other than just constantly competing, constantly racing and and being a part of the sport. And, um, you know, we have a privilege of being able to be at this level and doing it and it's also been nice for me to be able to like enjoy that side of it but also look forward to um when i'm not an athlete um or when i'm doing stuff that isn't regarded uh to running at all so i think for me it's um it it's personally not that hard but situational for sure for a lot of athletes yeah mm-hmm. i'd say i mean i think
3: the coffee clubs is a good representation yeah. of of a non competing side of of us specifically but I mean, I think that's been that's been pretty important for me the last however long it's been, last few months. Um, having an outlet that seems, although it is pretty related to our running, it's not like we have an outlet to be non-runners as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's just a very personalized one. I think some people probably want to be the 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 runner all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, that
0: can be pretty overwhelming. No, definitely. Um, I'll give you one last question and then I'll let you guys go. But um, I don't know how well you guys could answer this, but your coach, Dathan, is like a very accomplished or, you know, was a very accomplished runner um, at a very high level. Do you think him coming back as a coach and like there are so many examples that you could give of like athletes coming back as coaches? across like every sport there is but do you think from his experience coming back as a coach like reflects like his nostalgia for wanting to compete or like wanting to like help you guys you know like experience what he experienced as like a very very elite high level runner
2: Yeah. I think Dathan is clearly, he's one of those people who is very into running. Like that's just, that's just the way he, like he's always been like that since he, if you, if you looked at him, like an interview of him in high school when he was doing amazing things in high school. And then if you looked at him in an interview, like right now, I think you'd find pretty, a lot of commonalities in terms of his passion for running. And you know, it's not like a negative thing because he's been able to, it, it gives him a lot of direction in life and he's allowed, he's able to pour so much into it. I mean, as a pro athlete, and then luckily now he is, like, a coach where he is able to really give back. Um, As an athlete, you definitely feel a lot of the nostalgia, like, that he has experienced. He definitely does impart that a lot. Um, He certainly looks back on, like, his races and stuff very fondly. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he just absolutely loves running, and I don't think – I think he's the type of person who probably can't really imagine himself, like, doing anything else, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys helping out. I think um, I certainly enjoyed it. I'm sure like you guys are used to popping on podcasts all the time. But um, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was after, like, a very cool experience for me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Let us know First how. Book. Let us know how it goes. I will. I'll keep you posted on my final grade. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get an A, yeah, we're gonna go. if, <laughs> if I if I don't get an A, I will make sure my professor can reach out to you guys and explain why.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, Girl. We'll All right. All right thanks, guys. thanks to me, man. Appreciate sure. it.